The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax. This is Tofa. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Fofa. I'm Will Anderson, and uh, guest Charlie Clawson. Now, this is a very special guest, Charlie Clawson. Uh, in fact, uh, Rebecca Shaw, uh, who I did, just met. This is the first time I've just met somebody that I was going to have on the on the podcast. I'm going to go with Beck. We said we we decided Beck in the yeah, lift, right? Fine. We've had like a thirty second conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Best friends. <laughs> it's fine. We're fine. No, we met online, and people who listen to this um, podcast will have heard uh, at least your Twitter handle before because I've mentioned you on this podcast before. You are on Twitter under at Brocklesnitch. Yes. Now, uh, and you are consistently one of the funniest people on oh, on, on all of. Uh, of Twitter and I've been following you now for about a couple of years but mm. we've never never met in person no. and someone online was like you should get back to do the podcast and I was like I would love that yeah. but I thought is it a bit weird to invite somebody you don't know to your hotel room to do a podcast <laughs> how did you feel about that Beck? Um, I felt alright about it yep. I've, I've met a few people from Twitter now so I'm kind of getting over that the weirdness of it and kind of just accepting it for what it is and but Beck I read Chris Kenny's column in the newspaper <laughs> and he said that Twitter is full of poisonous horrible people well that's true as well but you can't be meeting those people you've got to they're meet poisonous a lot of, and horrible you've got to meet a lot of them and then you'll find a few good ones right so, obviously and, and so where did t- tell me about the Twitter thing because I'd like mm-hmm. to start with that if we could because you are hilarious on Twitter oh thanks what is what, when did you get into Twitter like what, like what what appealed to you what's your yep. background because people will have seen some of your writing and stuff now particularly in Australia because you're doing a lot more sort of long-form writing and people mm-hmm. might have seen some of your pieces. But I, I guess for most people, they probably just first saw you on Twitter, right? Yeah. Um, well, I found that first tweet thing that was going around the other day. Did you see oh, that? Oh, yeah, because it was like the eight-year anniversary yeah. of Twitter and, they, and, and it was like, what's your, your first tweet? tweet? And mine was a tweet to Mel Buttle, who okay, because <laughs> I'd right. been listening to her podcast back then, obviously, and uh-huh. wanted to say something and was like, I'll sign up for this Twitter thing to get access to her so my first tweet is just an at reply to someone so um but what i love about that the most as well though is like 10 years ago if you said to somebody how did you meet somebody you'd be like well i, I went on twitter to uh tell them about their podcast and people <laughs> yeah. like you are just using words that i don't understand what are you talking about well actually it, it was um she was talking about something to do with food and i wanted to find out where it was, right. where the was. <laughs> so it's just essentially like a yelp review yeah exactly i was like i better get to that um and so that my handle comes from i when i was signing up for it because i didn't think i was going to use it right. i just wanted to get access to uh-huh. mel um and the Simpsons episode was on where they spoof um, Aaron Brockovich. Yep. And so I don't know if they said Snitch is one of the names, like Brockovich, but I either stole it from the Simpsons or made it up. So <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those two things. Uh, and and then you suddenly, how do you like go from, what were you doing at that point when you're on Twitter? Oh, like what, do, you, do you have a day job at that stage? Yeah, well, I've had a day job. The whole time, whole time, but, um, but like, we, is it the uni, same day? Oh, uni, okay, yeah, right. I think so. Okay, so, so not much. So it. you're writing, you start writing some jokes and stuff on Twitter, and that's the mm. thing about you in particular is you're quite prolific when it comes to like Very you're annoying. writing jokes a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes I'm like, when does she sleep? Because <laughs> I'll be in different time zones, and you're still tweeting, and I'm like, it must be three in the morning in Australia. It's the joys of insomnia. I have my insomnia jokes, which are generally. Way worse than my regular jokes. I think I think they're my favourite ones. (laughs) They're probably (laughs) the ones that I retweet the most (laughs) when you go a little bit delirious and crazy. (laughs) But I don't know. It just seemed to like click as a thing that works with my brain. Uh I don't know. And I just, it's not like I sit there and write jokes. It just I will see a word or reference to something, and then I'll just think, oh, that would make a good tweet, and then I do it, and yeah. It's interesting to yeah. me. Like, so did that lead to the writing or was the writing something that you were doing anyway? No. Well, a, a lot of the writing I started doing was people seeing me rant about something on Twitter right. in like five tweets and uh-huh. being like, you should write 
something a bit. You longer. should join those tweets together. Yeah, <laughs> that's called an article. Exactly. <laughs> it's a collection of tweets. Yeah. What is this article of what you talk? <laughs> How many characters can I have? <laughs> can I write it in 140? Yeah. Yeah, each one. And then enter. Yeah. So um, that's how it kind of started. A couple of people got me to do that, and then I was okay at that longer form stuff as well. So then I just kept doing it, and yeah. It's interesting, but then suddenly someone who's like been at uni, you've gone on Twitter and the interesting thing is you then become, like you become a person who, you know, has a voice in like, you know, modern day debates, mm, you know, yeah. like you're writing on issues that people yeah. are talking about and suddenly people are looking to you mm. for, uh, you know, what's your thought on this? What's your, and I, f- I find that really interesting because I don't know if you saw the the Corinne Grant, um, but, but international listeners won't know Corinne Grant, but a lifelong friend of mine and a girl that I used to do a television show called The Glass House in Australia with and very funny comedian, but someone who's kind of probably not doing as much like stand-up comedy and straight comedy stuff now, mm-hmm. doing a lot more of opinion pieces and yeah. you know, she's back studying law and stuff as, as well now. Uh, she she wrote an article about uh, being dis- dismissed as a mummy blogger, right? Because yeah. like she's a TV star and she's a mummy blogger, and why should she have an opinion? Yeah. Despite the fact that uh, she's not really a TV star anymore, and she's also not a mum, and she's a good writer as well. She's a and great writer. We need more people that are funny as right. well as just serious, straightforward issues because I don't think there's enough of that. Which I think is why I kind of get work is because I try to make it. We'll try, but try to make it funny as well as talking about the issue. And I think it um, gives access to a lot more people, which I think is what she... And why shouldn't she have a fucking opinion anyway, even if she... Oh, no matter I, what she does. I agree with you 100%. <laughs> I don't understand. It's like, well, I mean, but also all the people who say these sort of things, like, who has the right to have an opinion yeah, on exactly. anything? Yeah, exactly. Who decides that? Right. Yeah. Oh. And, and like, I love the idea that it somehow we, it's as a society that no, we just choose our six people who can yeah. have opinions. <laughs> it's finite. You and the rest of us sit around and read those opinions. Yeah, exactly. It's so dumb. But yeah. But, have, so, but I, the, the thing I was interested in, I guess, is that like you've come from, because from my background, one of the things about you know, having an opinion in public is that you will have a whole bunch of people who then don't agree with your opinion. Yeah. Now, from my background, I've like grown up in you know comedy clubs and pubs, and so you get very used to that idea of people reacting like you know in a negative way or a yeah. provocative way to something you do. And I don't even know if you have experienced this, but I just imagine if you're writing opinion pieces, you're at least going to get a couple of people going. You know, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's what I write about or the way I write it or. I don't know if it's my dumb tweet, like maybe that offsets a bit of it because they look at my Twitter and they're like, oh, she's just an idiot. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the old she's just an idiot defense. Right, yeah. (laughs) So, um, but I don't get that much backlash. Of course, I don't tend to read the comments, so that probably helps. Ah, good. But I love my favorite thing is when they use your whole name in the... In a, in a comment back to your article, they're like, well, Rebecca Shaw. Uh, and I'm like, you're not my mum. <laughs> Trying to make me, like, I'm only disappointed in your opinion, not angry at it. Yeah, know. they'll start using their, your middle name. Yeah. Then you know, know oh, they really did not enjoy this at all. <laughs> but you just have to, I just think most of the opinions, like they were never going to agree with you in the first place. Right. And you're not there, like people will read it and agree with you or read it and disagree, but you're probably not changing anyone's mind really and the people who leave comments already have the thing they want to say and sometimes it's totally unrelated to what you wrote about it's about julia gillard or something right and yeah so i just i just ignore it yeah i, I must admit i because uh, and this is a topic that will people will have heard me discuss with Lindsay Webb by the time they hear this episode but uh because andrew bolt who's the australian mm. right-wing uh commentator uh conservative sorry sorry yeah sorry you can't call him right wing he's happy to call anyone who's not him left wing <laughs> exactly like, but he does not like labels he won't be able to go to work tomorrow yeah. now yeah oh that's right oh we've offended him again <laughs> So I, he's that one of those classic things where he's the bully who can dish it out but can't mm, take it. Exactly. And so I always enjoy when there's those sort of people having a big sook. Then that's I'm going to like that's my week is just <laughs> making fun of that massive sook cry. Um, and obviously, what there is particularly on Facebook, I never get negative uh, comments about Andrew Bolt comments on Twitter. Mm. So maybe Chris Kenny's right. Maybe he's the bastion <laughs> of the left. But um, on Facebook, there's clearly like Andrew Bolt sort of attack groups yep. if you know what I mean because yep. you'll post something and for an hour it's just the usual people who yep. read my page and they're all quite enjoying the little joke that I've made mm-hmm. and then an hour later you're, you suddenly just realise you've got 700 comments and it's all just the angry Andrew Bolt people or it's all just Andrew Bolt 
<laughs> if it is, he's disguising it by the fact that in his columns he seems to use the right there, but none of these people have any idea. <laughs> That's the idea. first trick you pull, though. You mix up the theirs and you convince everyone. It's one of those things, though, where I uh, like because I have somebody said to me, they said, D- Don't you get? I said, People who love Andrew Bolt and defend Andrew Bolt, like that, they're not my people. No, they're not. I'm, your I'm very happy for them not to be my people. <laughs> they can stay over in their Andrew they're Bolt. They're pro gay, pro pot, but they love <laughs> Andrew Bolt. <laughs> I'd be like, if that's true, I'd be like, you know what? Lay off the pot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're smoking too much weed if you think Andrew Bolt's got some good ideas. Oh, it's just craziness. So, um, so tell me where, what your background is. Where do you come from? Um, I come from Toowoomba. Oh, okay. Which is where Michelle Laurie is from. Yeah, that's right. Which I always drop every time. Someone mentions Toowoomba. Were you aware of that growing up in Toowoomba that Michelle was from Toowoomba? I don't think she's that much older than me. So yeah. Okay. Right. I don't think. I don't think so. Not until she started, you know, making a name for herself. Is there any like, famous? But who's the who? Who is the person from Toowoomba when people are talking about the yeah the big Toowoomba star? Probably Jeffrey Rush. Okay, well, that's yeah, a... Yeah, he's a big one. <laughs> Sorry, I was I was <laughs> so expecting... It was Daryl Summers. I was like, no, I was expecting... Hey, you remember that football player who shit in the corridor <laughs> of the hotel? He's from Toowoomba. Him too. No, he's also it, from there. Possibly no. Australia's greatest actor yeah. is from Toowoomba. Um, oh, the, wow. Yeah, he's from there. Michelle's from there. Then, you, then you're starting to That feels struggle. like to me that there must have been some sort of... Where do you think, and you're from there, like this mm-hmm. creativity comes from in a place like Toowoomba. Now, this no offence to Toowoomba, but I've... Oh done gigs in Toowoomba, <laughs> I would not have considered it to be this hub for creativity. No, I think, well, it, when you have a lot of time on your hands, I think oh, a yeah. creative person's going to find stuff to do. Um, but then also you just leave. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what it comes right. down to for most people. Yeah. Michelle left and Jeffrey Rush left and now they're very successful. Yeah, <laughs> so that's a good point. Jeffrey yeah. Rush didn't stay in no, Toowoomba. He's not, he's not, <laughs> he isn't one of those Hollywood celebrities like, no. I refuse to leave Toowoomba. Yeah. I will come and do your movie, but then I'm back to the womb. He's eating at Superista every day. <laughs> it's like Superista is the... It's a chain that only exists in Toowoomba. So hang on. So it's, it's, it's like joke. a chicken, like a KFC yeah. or a Red Rooster yeah, or but something. It's better. But it's so called Super Rooster. Super Rooster. <laughs> All the Toowoomba locals are loving this shit. <laughs> and how many Super Roosters? Is there like just one Super Rooster? Oh, no, store? no, no. What? There's um, two Super Roosters and in Toowoomba. Then, yeah. And then there's also the. People who ran Super Rooster left yeah. and they opened a place called Cracker Jack Chicken, right. which is <laughs> Super Rooster. Oh, it's still Super Rooster, yeah. but they couldn't call it Super name. Rooster. Yeah. <laughs> and there's two of those, I think. So there's four oh Super God. Rooster variants. And there. does that do, do people in Toowoomba eat a, a disproportionate amount of chicken or <laughs> is it just one of those places where they're like, fuck, the, fuck KFC, man. I'm shopping local. Yeah. I'm a super cock guy. I want a place that closes at 8 p.m. on a Friday. Yeah, that's what I <laughs> yeah. want. Regular hours. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what, what would you get at a at a super roost that like, that you wouldn't get at like a, like a KFC? Well, people on Twitter have heard me talk about super roost. Yeah, all but, right. um, I'm into it. They have a chicken burger that it's like a chicken fillet burger kind of, but it uses like a thousand island sauce, right? Instead of a regular. Of course, this it is does. no, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I better get a sponsorship out of this. Yeah, super right. Rooster listening. I, yeah. I, I, I like the idea that Super Rooster, people are so into this conversation that suddenly people who listen to this podcast everywhere, if they go to Toowoomba, the one thing they have to go and visit, oh, Jeffrey Rush's home, yeah. Michelle Laurie's place, Super Rooster. Yeah, They're your it. three big ones. Super Rooster first, though. Yeah, but yeah, but I love the idea that they would just have all these foreigners coming yeah. in going, we heard about you, Super Rooster. Uh, do they have a logo? Is it like? Do they have like some sort of rooster yeah, in like a, a cape or something? Um, I think he has a cape. I th- it's like a proudly standing rooster. Yeah, but you don't eat roosters. Well, that's the chickens, weird thing, isn't it? So... Like, I mean, red rooster as well. Oh, yeah. It's not. I don't know. <laughs> it's a cape, and he has weird eyes. That's all I remember. Yeah, yeah. right. There you go. Moved on. All right. So, what? What it tells? What else about what's life gone growing up in Toowoomba like? I enjoy this. What's uh? Because I'm a country kid as well, you know, so you always have like, I mean, my day, there used to be a, it wasn't sales specific, but it was like Victorian, maybe it was across Australian, but it's not around anymore, called Ollie's Trolleys. Oh. No, yeah, okay. So... I'm trying to figure out what it is even. I can't even remember, (laughs) but I feel like the restaurants were shaped like a tram. 
Like, oh, you know, okay. like, so it was Ollie's trolleys. Not like a push trolley in the shopping centre. No. <laughs> yes. That's what I thought. Yes. Everyone gets in one of those. It was a giant pram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. The phone was, oh, no, we said tram. <laughs> yeah. You've given us a giant pram. Um, yeah, I think, like, I have three brothers yeah. and my dad's a butcher and my mum's a cleaner. So we're pretty oh, okay. blue collar. You yeah. Know. Toowoomba. Um, and how did your dad, the butcher, feel about you? You know, people eating at Super Rooster because surely, surely that's direct competition <laughs> for the butcher shop, right? I don't think he even thought about it. Did it? Was it an old school butcher, as in like you know, just simple, like called you know something and something butchers, or was it? Did it have a fancy butcher name? No. Well, he's worked at like he's never owned a butcher shop. Oh, okay, he's just right. worked at a butcher at shop. Butchers, right? So, yeah, a few different ones. Um, yeah, we. I went to a, a primary, a Catholic primary school first, and then a um, school that had thirty-two kids in it total. Really? Yeah, just a bit outside of Toowoomba, like ten minutes outside of Toowoomba. Uh, was it an actual school, or were you <laughs> in a cult? <laughs> it was a cult. <laughs> How many times did you have yeah. to get married? <laughs> um, like John Travolta would send yeah. video messages. <laughs> he was our teacher. Um, yeah, so it was an actual school, but it was a very, very tiny school. And I was the only girl in grade six and seven, me and three boys. Oh, my God. So that was fun because I would get that and then go home where I was the only girl with three brothers. So good times. That's an interesting life. Like, yeah. I mean, to have have grown up in that way. You're a sports fan of some kind, at least. I see you yeah. like tweet a little bit about sports. Mm. Like, how, what sports do you like? Well, I think because of my brothers, we – I. Well, I like a lot of sports. I like NRL, obviously, being from Queensland. Queensland, yeah. yeah. Um, but I like AFL. I like soccer a lot. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think I probably know more about what's going on in Australian <laughs> soccer from following you on Twitter. But also I make a concerted effort to talk about women's sport as well. So yeah. that's kind of one of my things that I try to put yeah. across and talk about and get a bit of... Okay, so that's interesting to me. Mm. So that's something that you genuinely think about? You just go, I'm definitely going to like, you know, make an effort to make sure that I'm 20 about women's sports and stuff like that? Well, also I do I do Enjoy like... Them. Like I go yeah. watch um, the W League, which is the Women's League Soccer League, and I really love that. So, you know, but I, I kind of think, oh, I sh- if I'm thinking about it, I should send a tweet about it. Right. So men- male sports gets enough... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The AFL isn't sitting around yeah. going, "Oh, <laughs> hang on, Rockle Snitch finally tweeted." It's okay, Andrew. You can resign. Your work is done at the yeah. AFL. Yeah. You can take over. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, but so but yeah, but do you think that came from that? Like you know, growing up in a like you know very male dominated household, was it like sport heavy when you were growing up? Yeah. Well, my brothers, my older brothers were pro boxers for a long time. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's part of an why interesting we moved. Family. Yeah, <laughs> that's part of why we moved out to this smaller community because their gym and everything. Was oh, like okay. There. Yeah, right. So probably like 1990 or something, and then our boxers. My brother only just retired. Like two years ago or something. Is that so, right? Yeah. And what weight division did, did he box in? Um, <clears throat> like, is he big, little? No, he's is... like middleweight. So he's right. like, um, he's a little guy. And uh, he'll you know, love that I described him as, as a, a little guy. guy. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, did, uh, did was he good? Did he have a good yeah. career? He um, was a Australian champion a few times is and that, that right? sort of thing. And now he works up there in a gym and he trains his own people and kids and I'm uh, fascinated by boxers like because it's yeah. such a like what's he like as a, a as a personality because I've always wondered about like yeah. you know are you taking something into the ring that's already there in your life or is it like for me like for example when I'm not on stage mm-hmm. the last thing I fucking want to do is be funny yeah like I go get to go and do it and then like you know be on Switch stage off. and get out of my system mm-hmm. and then I don't have to do it for the rest of the day yeah. so I'm always wondering like if for boxers, if he goes around punching <laughs> right is he angry all the time and he's ready to go or it's like during the day he's like you know he's planting flowers and stroking a kitten and then he gets in the ring and it all comes yeah. out well a funny thing um because he has he's about to have his sixth child oh wow so but, okay um, right. and it's going to he's going to end up with five girls now um, they say that um the fitter you are the more likely you are to have girls oh really yeah a lot Ooh, of professional well, a, a lot of professional athletes oh. have girls well he's got <laughs> he's got a few of them and i was there a few weeks ago and his daughter was bringing over dolls that he had to kiss and stroke their hair before she would go back and bring it to <laughs> And I thought if you if your friends could see you right now, 
This is the best. Um, I, I think that would have been great, like, yeah. in the last years of fighting. I reckon that would have intimidated <laughs> the shit out of other fighters if he came out and his entourage is just his daughters <laughs> and then making him kiss a doll's hair and stuff. I reckon the other guy would have freaked the fuck out. Had the play school theme as his ring <laughs> There's a bear in there. Oh, my God. What the fuck is going on? That would actually be hilarious. Right. Um, but, yeah, oh, he's very placid and quiet, very quiet. Just like a relaxed yeah, okay. kind of guy. So I think you kind of have, they separate there. Like, because they have to do so much training. It's, it's incredible. It's ridiculous. Like it's, I mean, they're amazingly fit athletes, boxers. That's what I say to people. If you get into a ring and just hold your hands up for three minutes at a time for 12 times, like that is hard. And then you're getting like punching and getting punched. So it's. They have to be super fit. Right. It's because like if anyone's ever done boxing training for any sort of training, mm-hmm. it is so fucking exhausting. And that's when you're just like punching a like a mat that some yeah. other guy has. <laughs> that's not why you're also worrying about the fact that some other yeah. bloke is going to smack you in the head. Yeah, it's tough. It's interesting. That, yeah. So is he um, – because uh, I, I met uh, Danny Green a couple oh, of yeah. times over the years and he has quite a beautiful wife. Yeah. And uh, – I, I, I said to him, I said, what's it like when you guys go out? Because I can imagine there'd be at least, like, there's got to be at least one or two guys every time <laughs> who wants to be like, I can fucking take Danny Green, you know? Yeah, they want yeah. to, like, have a go at the toughest guy yeah. in the place. Do you think that happens? Is that, uh, does that happen? That definitely happens when, when they, especially at, like, the peak of their game in Toowoomba, especially, they just had to stop going out because right. there'd be some guy who'd be like, oh, I bet I could take you. It's like the Conair when Nick Cage right. like, <laughs> He never went that far, but I could see it happening. So <laughs> I like the idea of Conair, but set into Wumba. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, a not so gritty reboot. No. <laughs> but yeah, so they just had to end up, just stop. Okay, so that's a really interesting life to, um, you know, have kind of grown up Mm. around all that sort of stuff. So what was your, like, you know, when you were doing school and stuff, what were your kind of ambitions? What were you thinking that you wanted to do with your life, you know? Um, I've never had any... Ambitions? I've never had ambitions, (laughs) but I've never had any direction, kind of. So... um, On purpose? Or do you think... Because this interests me, because mm. I, weirdly enough, would say that there's a fair bit of me... That has that. Now, that might sound strange for people because, like, I've done a bunch of things. But I've never had a, like, sort of, I want to do this and I yeah, Yeah. then I'll do this. It's more – there's a a great quote that I talk about in the the show a little bit, which is the idea of in life that you've got to be aware of what you're running to or what you're running from. And I am very much a running from person. Like, I didn't want to stay on the farm. I didn't want to have a life where I did the same thing all the time. So, basically, I'm just doing anything that that. isn't that. As long as I'm not doing that, I'm happy. Whereas some people are like, I am on my way to – go and do this This thing yeah I think that's probably really applies to me as well um I was a like I was the first person to finish high school in my immediate family and then first in my (laughs) sorry for a second I thought you were gonna say I was the first person to finish high school at my high school (laughs) (laughs) pretty much there was only 30 people not one of them had ever got the whole way through it was a great day for the school (laughs) there's a parade that's yeah um Yes. Yeah, so. They had to put on year 9, 10, and 11 just so I could get to year 12. <laughs> Me and John Travolta, that was it. <laughs> it was a weird classroom. But yeah, so I, um, yeah, just not wanting to stay in Toowoomba. And I think, I think some of it has to do with the fact that I'm a lesbian as well, because I think the option of like staying in Toowoomba and getting married at like straight out of school, which a lot of people do, right. having babies, uh-huh. I think kind of early on I was different kind of set a apart as well so i kind of needed to explore and get out right i can't imagine that the like i mean i don't know again i didn't know that jeffrey rush was from there i didn't know that they had, <laughs> they had you know, super rooster i'm sure they had lesbians <laughs> everyone has lesbians but you know there's only going to be a select group of lesbians yeah, very tiny you have to get out into the world yeah exactly you know so you can have your choice <laughs> yeah exactly ladies choice um but it's true though even like statistically it's going to be if you're from a small town there's going to be less gay people is that well i mean there's going to be less yeah like yeah but do you do you think there is less percentage because obviously if you like if you understand the idea that people are just born how they're born then it should just be the same everywhere right percentage wise it should be the same i think the only difference would be if you're out or not out so Uh i think you know by the time i left when i was 19 or whatever it was 
there wasn't I hardly knew any like even right. to this day a lot of like most of my old friends are straight because that's just who was around yeah and even I wasn't out yeah so yeah. it was hard to find lesbians when you're not out right and, <laughs> and they're not out yeah exactly. no one's out <laughs> it's very difficult <laughs> And this was before, you know, Tinder or... As soon as uh, Super Rooster would shut, everybody <laughs> would go around and try to play secret lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't trying to fight your brothers at yeah. the pub. Yeah. No, but I agree with you. I mean, because I grew up in the country as well. Yeah. And of course there were gay people. Yeah. But it, it was like that thing of like, there would always be a, a couple of women, like, you know, like who, these older women who lived together. Yeah. And <laughs> best friends. Best friends, you know. <laughs> Forever. And I guess everybody knew. Yeah. But... It was, I just, you weren't like, you know, out, out. Yeah. It's interesting. Do you think that's, I I am interested because I, it's a a topic that I discuss quite a a lot and I'm I'm, I'm very interested in, but at the same time, I understand that my experience of it is still one step away from the actual experience Mm -hmm. of it. And do you think it's getting better? Like, it seems like it is. It seems like in my lifetime, Mm -hmm. things have got substantially better, but you know, that's just yeah. me saying that. Is that. Do you think that is true? I think so. I, I've i said before that I'll be telling my grandkids, like back in my day you had to walk 10 miles in the snow to see gay people kiss on TV. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> but now, you know, the kids with their glee and all that sort of thing. Like I think even, even just the basic fact of representation that you get to see, you know, when I was young, I, I didn't know any gay people or see any gay people until Buffy like right. had – gay characters right though that was like the first time i'd seen women kiss on tv which is like 1997 or something yeah it's it, but it's not that long ago is no, it it's and not it that felt long really ago. confronting and today well not confronting but no. like as in it felt like it was a big, big deal moment, yeah. that they were making this happen um in that in that kind of cool way yeah like yeah. not in a number 96 or some no, sort of no it wasn't of a stage forced, like, yeah. yeah and it wasn't you know for sensationalism yeah. or for scandal it was literally just and they were like actual characters that right. had backstories. They weren't just oh, yeah. put in for that episode. Oh, yeah. Here's the guys. Oh, yeah. they got killed by vampires. Yeah. Oh, well. Sorry. God doesn't like you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am interested in that, though, because I, even today, I walked into um, like this, a city, uh, into the center of Brisbane today from here just to go and get the newspapers. Yeah. And on the way, I passed three sets of girls, like, very proudly and openly uh, you know, walking hand in hand, yeah. clearly couples, you know, just through yeah. the, the centre of Brisbane. And yeah. I can't even remember seeing that many. If I came here five years ago, I wouldn't have seen that Anyone. many people do that no. in the week I was here. Yeah. But it's still it's still at the point where, like, I notice it, which yeah, means it of doesn't happen all the right. time. Especially with guys, like, I think they probably do have the Oh, no, few. I've not seen any yeah. guys. Uh, that's what I, if yeah. I <clears throat> If I see two guys walking around doing a display of affection of any type i'm like and it's weird because you want to be encouraging but then you're like just staring at them they're right. like <laughs> that's worse as well so there has to be some sort of symbol yeah, like yeah. signal that maybe you like, it could be maybe you have to be encouraging maybe we should just say look if you see some guys and they're showing affection publicly just a, a quick round of applause yeah. and move on some snaps maybe. yeah just like yeah <laughs> And that's it. Just like Move on. three know. snaps. Yeah. They understand that three snaps is a positive thing. Yeah. We all saw it. We dig it. Keep doing what you're doing. I know I make a scene of it. Exactly. Three snaps. I hope that catches on. Yeah. Wouldn't good. it be great? Although, please let it catch on from gay people outwards. Yeah. I don't want people to have listened Snapping. to this and start snapping at gay people. <laughs> Come on, guys. Listen to Tofop. You'll get it. <laughs> But yeah, so um, yeah, but I think for guys, it's a bit more, probably a bit more scary because there is the chance of you know physical confrontation. Right. And even if I'm holding hands with my girlfriend, I get you get stares and people looking and like old people giving you frowns and stuff. But it's interesting, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, I, look, yeah, it's it's always hard to know with like change. And I was because I was having this conversation with someone at breakfast this morning about that that. Um, they were talking about New Zealand and they'd grown up in New Zealand and they mm-hmm. were talking about how progressive and relaxed and, you know, stuff New Zealand can be in yeah. a lot of different ways. Not in all ways, like everywhere, you know, there's yeah, yeah. A, they have a range of their own issues as well. But I was saying that I remember in Australia like 20 years ago where we were still kind of like that. Yeah. Like it, we haven't always been 
this mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like in Australia, we've got a lot more entitled and a lot more mean, like, over the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. And I don't think it's great because during that time, this country has just got better and better and more successful. Like, on any measurement throughout the world, yeah. like, we have – the best or if not the best like always in the top five quality of life on any measurement and yet i think we've become this real sort of like mean and resentful place so it's nice when you see the nice stuff happen and i think we've made a lot of progress but but i think a lot of um like there was who was on q a the other night the uh anyway she was saying that because someone asked about gay marriage and Mm. she was saying well i represent a rural community and it's not you know, we've got to wait for them. Like, it's not accepted. And the next day there was surveys saying, well, actually, no, it's still a majority even in rural areas. So it's coming from, like, like the actual community is probably fine with it. Oh, I think the community is in, in some ways yeah. way in front of the politicians. Yeah. Like, and, and the interesting thing that you see all the time is in places where gay marriage has become legal, for example, that yeah. you see the surveys beforehand, which are like, you know, maybe 55% of people think it's a good idea and say yeah. 30% of people are really against it and like 15% are undecided. That did not add up. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> don't come to this podcast for maths, people. But, but afterwards... The, the survey numbers are like more like, uh, you know, it'll go up to 70 or 80% of people yeah. think it's fine. And, and, you know, there's only a really small percent of people mm. who are against it because as soon as it happens, people realize that, yeah. you know. And also it's just an older gen- – once the older generation dies die. out. That's what you're saying. <laughs> well, basically my – That's the um, headline out of this. <laughs> Gays want old people to die. <laughs> well, my, um, my grandfather who is an old – you know, he is a truck driver – um, lost his legs in an accident 25 oh. years ago but still lived on his own like a tough, you know, um, yeah, racist, tough. obviously. Um, right, didn't uh, lose a racist half? Yeah, no. <laughs> the racist leg. Um, yeah, and at his funeral a couple of years ago, my mum came up and said, um, I don't want you to get upset but your uncle's going to tell a story where he uses the word poofta. Oh, yeah. And I was like, why would that upset me? That's that's totally fine right. at this funeral. Um, and the story was that my uncle and him had gone, because my uncle's a truck driver as well, had gone for one, you know, last hurrah, long trip together with oh, the yeah. truck. Nice. Um, and every morning they'd cook bacon and eggs in their little camp stove. Right. And one morning... Oh, my God. It's like a, it's it's like so a male... It's just like <laughs> Thelma and Louise meets Brokeback Mountain. I don't know. It's wonderful. I wonder um, what context poofed is going to be used in. Well... Um, <laughs> Um, my uncle one morning decided to change it up, wanted to get some, um, go to the shops and get some pancake mix okay, to make nice. pancakes. Yep. And my pop said, pancakes are for poofters. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, see, well, maybe that's why this, they just don't understand what gay people are doing. They've got the wrong idea. Well, I don't think we should be making that many pancakes. That's not actually what they do. Oh my God. You're not actually homophobic at all. You... <laughs> I just love it's one of my favorite stories. I um because my country town, uh, a mate of mine uh, from high school, he and his boyfriend um, moved back to Hayfield, and Hayfield's a town of like twelve hundred people, right? Yeah, and they opened Hayfield's first like cafe, yeah, like a proper cafe. Like there was mm-hmm. always like you know milk bars and yeah, like yeah, a, you yeah. know a place you get like you know they they opened a place that serves pancakes, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing but pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> they opened a pancake parlor. <laughs> I can imagine your pop going past the pancake bar. Don't go in there. It's full of them. Full of them. That's a hated Shrove Tuesday. Oh, everyone's gay today. Even the Christians. I, I, um, they, it's, my mum was saying to me, because she she knew uh, that Jamie was gay, because I, Ran, happened to run into him like 20 years ago at the Melbourne Comedy Festival yeah. and uh, he, he uh, went home with a, a friend of mine. Oh, okay. Who's a comedian who's been a guest on this podcast. Okay. But let's, <laughs> <laughs> I think people could probably yeah. put the rest of that together. I'm sure that Adam won't mind me. I mean... <laughs> Shmadam. Uh, but um, so uh, Jamie and his uh, partner moved back into town and my mum said it really well. She said it's probably done more yeah. for uh, like gay acceptance like than anything else in that town could have ever done because yeah. it's the best cafe in town. They're such <laughs> lovely people. Yeah. Every, 
they are such an important part of the community because all the you know the the mothers have coffee there in mm-hmm. the morning. People all have their special events and dinners and stuff there. So yeah. they are integral to the community. Yeah. And so what I'm saying, I guess, is that people should uh, go back to Toowoomba. <laughs> a couple of gay men take over the Super Rooster, <laughs> re- call it Super Cox, and serve some delicious chicken. And things will be fine. It'll get solved. <laughs> yeah. That's what I wrote about recently um, when Ellen Page came out. Mm-hmm. Um, people were – there was kind of a backlash saying, why does she feel a need to do it? Like, we're all fine with gay people now. And I'm like, because it's not for you. It's for people who don't know gay people or gay kids who are like, well, now this famous actress who seems cool and is successful, like, I like her and she's gay. Therefore, you know, I might think about things a bit more. I, I could not agree with you more, yeah. and I, I will say that for a couple of reasons. Firstly, anyone who says we're all cool with it now yeah. hasn't travelled. Yeah. There are certain places where yeah. a lot of people are cool with it now. Yeah. But but secondly, like this idea of going, like, I don't have to say that I'm heterosexual. No, you don't, because it's people assume. assume that. Yeah. Like, you don't have to say yeah. it because people assume it. If yeah. people assumed that the natural state was being gay, yeah. you would have to go, hey, I'm heterosexual. Yeah. Well, or if it was 50-50, yeah. you know, people would point it out so yeah. you knew. But it's not. Well, I've written before about um, going to hotels. It's not a big – like it doesn't offend me because I understand that people do just assume because, right. you know, percentage-wise you're probably right. Yeah. Um, but going to hotels with my girlfriend and checking in and if we've ordered a king bed, every time they'll be, think it's a mistake. Oh, right. <laughs> they'll be like – and some people check like the right way, which is like, oh, so we've got you for a king bed. Yeah. Like, so then you which can is the right no. way. Or yeah. like we were in Texas and she said <laughs> – <laughs> Yeah, she all right. set us on fire. <laughs> she said, um, oh, there's been a mistake. You're down for a king bed. Do you need two – doubles Mm -hmm. and my girlfriend said no king's fine and she paused and she said are y'all sisters and i (laughs) I said well if we are please do not uh walk in on what's (laughs) happening because you are going to be disturbed by it it." just didn't cross her mind like the logical thing to her was that we're sisters that wanted to sleep in the same bed rather than a couple a couple just didn't cross her mind no because that's but that is the stuff that we'll take oh yeah and and it's like, you know, because I, I, I live in West Hollywood, you know, in yeah. LA. So th- I almost have the opposite right, reaction, yeah. which is because I live in West Hollywood and because I'm a single guy, like, yeah. you know, in my 40s now. Yeah. Like, you know, people just assume, assume that you're yeah. gay. And, but that's fine. I don't, yeah. I've not really un- ever understood why, you know. The only thing I thought I wrote the whole thing about that is because it is a constant, like, like I don't get offended, but it does get quite exhausting to have because you go to a hairdresser and they're like, "Do you have a boyfriend?" And I'm like, right. "No, I'm gay." And you have to say that, you know, five times a day. And that's why, but that's but that's exact point of like why Ellen Page has to exactly. come out and say it. Yeah, exactly. So that when she fucking goes to the hairdresser, they don't ask about her fucking boyfriend all the time. At the very least, she's gone. Okay, it's covered. <laughs> Hey, hairdressers, yeah. what is the most popular magazine that hairdressers read? Because I'm going to come out on the front cover of that. But, yeah. you, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. You always have to deal with the idea that people will assume yeah. one thing. Yeah. And, I, I, and I think that's really interesting. And the Alan Page thing, I thought, I think is also good for a bunch of reasons, which was that she... I I dig her. I've done a few yeah. gigs in LA where she's like been at the shows and stuff and she knows people that I know and everybody I'd ever heard, you know. Yeah, she and I think that she was, I mean, to be honest, I think she was one of those people too who was kind of already, already out. Yeah. Like, I mean, I got the impression even back, this was probably a year before, yeah. you know, when I kind of half met her and I didn't even met her. Like I was like, out, you know, when you're in one of those rooms yeah, where yeah, yeah. I, I could – Talk to someone I know all the way to you, <laughs> but I don't really know you. Yeah. I can do my six degrees of yeah, separation right. to you, yeah. but I don't know you and I didn't talk to her. But yeah. it seemed pretty obvious to yeah, me yeah, that yeah. she was there with her girlfriend. It wasn't, you know. But that's the thing. That's how it proves how – because she – if you watched her speech, I don't know if you did. I did, yeah, yeah. she was still terrified. Mm. She was still like, you know, took the deep breath and was like shaking. And this is someone who is – pretty much out already in like Hollywood, which it should be fine. And she's yeah. still scared of doing it. But, like, but there's so deal. many, but also, but for her job and stuff, yeah. like people don't realize that 
not everyone is you know smart and progressive and whatever no. like there'll be people now in meetings who are like oh well we can't cast her as like a yeah. female romantic lead because you know she's gay and people won't buy it or whatever you yeah. know well she's an actress yeah you know she also can't travel through her dreams yeah <laughs> She's gay, but what about that kid she had? No, that was also a movie. She acted in that as well. And there was that candy, whatever it's called, where she like lured the pedophile to her house. Oh, I don't know if it's called candy. It was when she was like fourteen or something. And I'm like, you can buy like that. She can play this murderer, but right, no. Yeah, it's interesting. And so you wrote also on another thing that I thought was was quite interesting that it would I wouldn't mind talking about, which is you wrote about um, Fred Phelps. Oh, yeah. Now, um, Fred Phelps, I'm sure everybody who's listening to this, you know, <laughs> knows who Fred Phelps is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the head of the, the Westboro Baptist Church. Yeah. And, uh, and a, like, probably the most horribly homophobic person in the entire he world. He my pop and then Fred Right. <laughs> <laughs> Your pop was the only guy who looked at Fred Phelps and went, bloody pancake eater he was. Couldn't, loved him. To see what he does with the makeup. You know what? God hates pancakes, <laughs> cream, strawberries, anything that goes. <laughs> crepes? God hates oh, crepes as well. Yeah. Anything you can get at a pancake parlor. Yeah. Pikelets? Nah. They're like tiny. Yeah, pancakes. tiny pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I thought you, you well I, I won't put words into your mouth like what made you write about you know Fred Phelps and talk people through kind of what your attitude was to that well it, it started because I started seeing things on Twitter about people saying let's go picket his funeral yeah. it was like payback and my thing a, is a he's dead a he's dead so he won't get the point b they love attention like right. that's just that's they what they still, want they still want that yeah um, and I just I'm like, yeah, he's a horrible person. Like, be glad that he's dead or yeah. don't have an opinion that he's dead or whatever. Yeah. But Think I, that the world is a better place without him, without yeah. having to revel in his death. And my thing is there's so much more. You could be watching TV. Don't waste your energy. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you know how many good shows there are at the moment? Yeah, man, are you up to date on True Detective? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, mean, even check out Secrets and Lies, yeah. to be honest. It's much better than people are giving Anything. it credit for. But yeah, just don't – and like instead of taking that step to do something negative, turn it into something positive and like take me to dinner. Right. <laughs> that I, was my main thrust that of the was your main, yeah, yeah, that was the main point of the yeah. art. Someone take me to dinner. Yeah. Please, somebody Please. take me to dinner. We'll say it's revenge. No, I think that you're right because I think that like why give in to their negativity for a yeah. start and they do want attention. But secondly, the thing for me is this is a guy who – He's dedicated his entire life to, you know, bringing sort of pain and misery and stuff mm-hmm. to the world. And now he's about to die. Yeah. And a guy who thought he was doing this all in the name of the fact that he was going to be rewarded in some paradise. Yeah. Guess what just happened? He just fucking died <laughs> and he buried him and yeah. nothing happened. And even if there was a heaven, even if I'm fucking wrong in what I believe and there's a heaven, guess he's what? <laughs> Fred Phelps ain't going no. there. In fact, I, it, there's part of me that kind of helps hopes hope that you're that, wrong. That, right? Yeah. I hope that I'm wrong. I hope there is a hell. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope that Fred's going to be in a different part to me. Because I'm just going to be in the bit where I did fun stuff. Yeah. Like none, exactly. of, none of my hell stuff was, you know, on purpose or mean. You're not hurting anyone. No. It was just <laughs> technically sense. Technically. Technically. You ate pancakes every weekend. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. <clears throat> but yeah, so I am I never going to just... look at a pancake the same way, though. <laughs> you're I'm... welcome. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was basically my whole thing. Just who cares? And plus it is just, it's literally 40 people, 40 people. all related to yeah. each other to have this much impact. Like their PR is amazing. Yeah. Whoever, Shirley Phelps, whatever her name is, needs to get into Hollywood and do some oh, PR man. action. She's, oh, you'd love her to get behind your Kickstarter, wouldn't you? <laughs> no. Like, I mean, yeah. she gets some press. She is. That'd be, imagine that next year, like uh, at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. People are like, yeah. Gee, Will's getting a lot more press than usual. Who's he using? Oh, the Phelps family, right? Oh, yeah, that does explain the posters. Yeah. Well, she could be a lawyer at least. They're all like lawyers. Right. And- but they're all kind of, yeah. They're, they're, yeah. They're, they're just nothing. They're just yeah. not It's not important. It. No. For a while it was important because it was symbolic. Yeah. It was a way for people to be able to attack or like to point out how ridiculous those arguments were, I think. Yeah. But now it's just that point where yeah. you're just like, why even... But also it can be a distraction. I didn't have enough words to talk about it, but it can be a distraction in that they're like, 
well, that's homophobia, yeah. but all this smaller, like, non... Right. Like, in your face. Everyday stuff, homophobia. Yeah, isn't homophobia. Yeah. Those are the bad people. We're fine. Right. Whereas, so, like, but also, whereas that doesn't affect you really at all. Yeah. yeah. But the day-to-day shit yeah. is actually the, the stuff that you have to, to yeah. live with, yeah. right? I mean, even the fucking misogyny involved in calling that place super rooster, not super chicken. <laughs> when it's the women, they're getting the chick- killed. They're fucking getting eaten they're and they don't even eaten, get called. And it. the fucking man gets to be on the poster. Typical. I mean, typical. typical. <laughs> <laughs> it's that part of our society. <laughs> yeah, take it down. I'll have the interim where they have the um, – have you heard of the famous football stand there? Oh, was that the uh, the N. Brown stand? <laughs> yes. So we actually talked about oh, this on the podcast at, at one stage and – uh, somebody made a documentary mm-hmm. about it uh, and they sent me the documentary. Oh, okay. And it's fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's really – it's fascinating for anybody. But, like, I'd love to hear you talk about it because mm. it's – but people who've listened to the podcast before, if you want to hear the first time we ever talked about it, it was an episode with uh, Dave Anthony and um, Ash Williams and Ian Bag, a very long one back back in the day. You'd be able to find it. But uh, – um, so there was a there was a famous footballer mm-hmm. who was from Toowoomba. Uh, his uh, nickname was, and I'm going to say the word right now, uh, nigger. Uh, and so they called it the it was the nigger brown stand, right? Yeah, because his surname was Brown yeah. as well. He wasn't just like doubling down on it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your pop came by. This is not racist enough. I saw that N word eating a pancake one day. We're going to put Brown on the end as well, so people know. But also it was I just the argument is so ridiculous because he was called that because he was blonde haired right. and blue eyed. Yeah. So the name is it wasn't just like a fun nickname that came out of like he loved Agatha Christie's ten little yeah. N words or right. something. He's always reading that. No, it was because he was blonde and fair. So right. they called him the racist term for the opposite of that. Yeah. So there should be no debate. I don't it was so I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? How I, I, so that came up again the other day. Somebody yeah. was like still having the – like still angry about the fact that it was like – but it was his name. Well, A, it wasn't his name. No. It was his nickname. Yeah. And also it was his racist nickname. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like just the, the, the causes that people decide to take up and just like fight for, I just do not understand. It's, it's interesting when somebody pins their – like, you know, sort of reputation as something where you're like, why are you yeah. fighting <laughs> okay. so hard on this? I don't know if you've been following at all. The um, uh, there's In the AFL, this is uh, people love when I talk about football okay, on this cool. podcast. And by, by that I mean people overseas are like, shut the fuck, don't. <laughs> anyway, there's this guy called James Hurd. Yes. Now, uh, James Hurd was the, the glory boy of uh, AFL, probably the best player who's ever played for Essendon, won a Brownlow medal, won a Norm Smith medal, mm-hmm. and like, you know, the golden child of yeah. the club, you know. Um, uh, people who've listened to the podcast forever will know uh, the story that I played one game of football (laughs) with James Hurd uh, when I was in Canberra and uh, we were the best two players in the day and they picked him to play in the seniors that afternoon for $500 and I said to somebody, uh, there is no way that guy's a better footballer than me (laughs) and he never will be. After he won his first Brownlow, I reckon I got 90 calls that night from just friends just ringing me like, no way he is a better footballer than you. So um, he his club got in trouble in Australia. There was a, a, a like a supplement scandal. They were being injected off. They don't know if it was illegal drugs. They haven't been able to clear it up or not. Mm-hmm. But it was at least close enough to the line of that that he got suspended for a year. And anyway, the, the whole point I'm trying to get to is that his wife, Tanya Heard, who seems lovely um <laughs> she just seems a little high maintenance you know what i mean like when yeah. someone's like like you're just like oh god yeah yeah we, we wouldn't you wouldn't enjoy me eating pringles in bed <laughs> like she's like everything you can imagine their house is like really yeah. just neat and so they've kind of been this glamorous like you know the, the high school you know prefect mm-hmm. and the you know the the king and queen of school or whatever yeah. and they're arguing this thing at the moment with like that before the scandal, the head of the AFL, this guy Andrew Demetrio, that he tipped them off, and she keeps trying to say that he tipped them off. Uh-huh. But I'm like, why are you arguing this? A, it's not about the drugs thing, and B, even if it's true, he was trying to help. <laughs> yeah. You are yeah. going out publicly. Why won't he admit that he tried to help us? 
But also, does that help them if they admit? In no way. That makes it worse. It's They're the like, yeah, we con- knew that it was illegal. We knew it's about it. It's the most it. confusing <laughs> argument of all time. A, they can't prove it. Yeah. And even B, if they could, it doesn't fucking no. help. I'm like, why? Oh. People is crazy. Yeah. Um, so uh, we talked about True Detective. I always like to have a bit of um, uh, yeah. pop culture talk on this uh, mm-hmm. in this podcast. People enjoy it. So have you watched all of True Detective? Are yes. you up to date? Yes. We won't do spoilers because, you know, no. we, we people – well, because I haven't seen the last episode. Oh, yet. haven't you? No, because okay. I've had shitty fucking hotel uh, internet for the last three weeks. We could just it. talk like Matthew McConaughey and then no one would understand. Right. <laughs> and I, and I'll be Woody Harrelson and I'll yeah. like be seemingly quite nice. Yeah. But then you'll be just like, where did he go? And I'll just be in that cupboard banging a 16-year-old girl I met at a bar. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> that happens every episode. That's fun. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, did you did you like it though? Were you into it? Um I did yes. say you you had at least one fault Rent. with it that I saw on, uh, yeah. on Twitter. So I I'm interested in your thoughts across the Well, board. I think True Detective just kind of was the straw that broke the camel's back for me in like this in this idea that for a show to be good it has to be about like straight white dudes who are like you know going to be heroes and um and i, I mean think- finally people are telling the story of straight white dudes thank god i mean that, that's why i'm glad i grew up in this age yeah Exactly. So I could finally be finally in be an era where straight white yeah. dudes weren't stared at yeah. as I walked down the street. <laughs> oh, no, hang on. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime, anytime in history. Anytime, That's ever, what I meant. Forever. I'm yeah. glad that anytime in history that was fine. <laughs> um, and so I enjoyed it while I was watching it. And then I think just after I finished it, I started thinking about it more mm-hmm. and kind of the female representation that I think a show needs to have to be like a really great show was missing for me. Um, and that's interesting to me because I had not, and again, this goes to that point we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. which is that idea of when something is the norm, yeah. so to speak, that you don't pick up when things aren't being, you know, fairly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what you know, it's one of those things where I was like, it's, it, as soon as you said, you know, the female characters in this are only there to kind yeah. of be dead or right. have sex with, basically. Yeah, but that's really yeah. easy. Yeah. You know, to kind of be the, you know, the the, the, the whingy wife, yeah. be dead yeah. or, you know, like, you know, meet someone and have sex with yeah. them. Every, Woody Harrelson is irresistible to every woman in that town. Right, and they're all beautiful women. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they see, you see every female character's breasts at some point, which, I mean, I like breasts as much as the next guy. I right, mean, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think I've just, I've just picked up on a lot. It's just something that's in, in the front of my brain, whereas if you're just watching it, you might not notice it or it might not matter to you, like prior- priorities might not be there. But for me, I'm just like, oh, I just really want to show where there's like women as well as these two guys. Right. And I'm hoping... That- and, and, and that it doesn't have to be... No, by the way, I, I like this show. I'm not yeah. using this as a... Oh, but I, it doesn't yeah. have to be girls. Do no. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be, oh, well, this is the women's show. Yeah. Like here are the women. Well, there is one women's show now, so that's right. <laughs> that's about it. Come on, guys. You've got yeah. a women's show. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck do um, you want? Yes. Yeah, so- no, but you, I, I understand exactly what you mean, which is no one wants, like when it comes to entertainment, for someone to sit down and go, half, 50% of this has to be this and 50% of this oh, has to be no, 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 no. No one does. No. But you do realise where you go, well, can't one of yeah. the characters here be? Well, I'm hoping that the second season, because the first season was – there was some debate about this particular show about whether it's a critique of the patriarchy and that's, uh-huh. you, you know, which is possible. But I And certainly I do think that there was an element of like them establishing, and I haven't seen it all yet, but yep. like I do think that there was, I, I wouldn't necessarily argue it, yep. but I, I could see the argument yep. that that was kind of the point <clears throat> they were trying to make. Yeah, and that I, to these men yep. and to their world, that women are only seen yep. as... Yeah, the annoying yeah. wife, the um, you know, the the person you fuck, yeah. and the person who is murdered. Yeah, and I can, there is part of me that kind of yeah, and I gets I, that. I can kind of see that happening, but I think I'm just also you know that's still the same story that we see all right. the time, even if it is a critique. Uh-huh. But I'm willing to give them like I'll watch the next season, and if because I thought it was a really well written show, yeah, and if like looking back on it, I can give them benefit of the doubt if the next season right. does have. 
a different perspective. Like I'm not willing to – but I, like I said, it was more of a broader like I'm sick of all these right. shows. Right, I'm sick just, of the fact that, yeah, this is like the straw that breaks the camel's yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. It's not really but necessarily – if this was stood alone. Yeah, oh, but I could argue it. But, yeah, it's just it's just getting a bit – It's interesting. <laughs> well, it <laughs> is interesting bit. because – I always find this argument that, like, and it's been run out in Australian politics of late because we have a government at the moment that uh, is particularly light on uh, female representation at the highest level. And, you know, they're they're very big on saying, well, you know, like 12 months ago, there was like a female governor general and there was like a female prime minister and there was a female blah, 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 and there was a female blah, blah, blah. Mm. And, And I'm like, yeah. Like for, for a bit, yeah. for a few months. <laughs> Till they're taken down. But now it's yeah. all men again. Yeah. Now even the Minister for Women is a man. <laughs> like what the fuck? And the They're not even minister. the most qualified person yeah. to be – surely they're the most qualified person to being know about being a woman, oh, right? Apparently not. I don't apparently know. not. Well, the Assistant Minister says she's not a feminist, so you've got – but Tony Abbott says he is a feminist, so – yeah. The minister's a feminist. The assistant minister isn't a feminist. It's all very confusing. <laughs> well, maybe that's why he thinks he's better at it. Yeah. He goes, I employed a chick. She's not even a feminist. <laughs> the word feminist is an interesting t- thing to me too now because that's become a really interesting debate in of itself because I am certainly of the opinion that everybody should be a feminist in that yeah. what that means is do you believe that people should have an equal opportunity to be able to do things based on merit? Yeah. Then yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, and and it's one of those things where um, I've noticed now, though, particularly online, there seems to be a lot of debate about, like, what a feminist is. Like, you know, there seems to be, as in, like, not even debate, a lot of kind of almost, like, name-calling or telling people they're not the right sort of feminist right, yeah. or the, like, it, it seems to, is that right? Am I picking that yeah, up? Yeah, it's, <clears throat> it's, it's getting to the point where there's, it's kind of for me because I try to stay out of that sort of meta debate, but mm. it's a lot of people thinking their brand of feminism right. is the right brand of feminism and arguing about the smaller things within that. And um, I just kind of want everyone, my ideal thing would be for no matter what your brand of feminism is, there's a bigger enemy, like it's not each other. Right. It's, the entire world it's the patriarchy right kind of thing no, but, so but, but you're fighting right. each, spending all this time fighting each other is yeah. just it's but that's what it, in any debate when anyone has power what they want you to do is yeah. spend your time fighting each other yeah exactly right the reason that the people who own the newspapers the billionaires who have all the money mm-hmm. and are exploiting the working people to get all that money yeah. have articles in those newspapers about the fact that it's the doll bludger who's ripping you off or someone's floating here on a boat to take your job yeah that's because they want us to fight each other yeah. over the small amount so we don't look over our shoulders yeah. and go, hang on, we're getting fucked by those guys. Yeah. Maybe we should all just join yeah. together in a team and fucking take those guys, yeah. right? So I do think that certainly, you know, if, if everyone is fighting each other. But also yeah. it, it's that hard thing, isn't it, where people confuse individual experience with the way the, the world works. Mm-hmm. Like because I'm sure there are plenty of people who – like, because feminism should be in the same way as, like, whatever the even... Is there even a fucking word for... You don't need a word for what men... Like, because... You, <laughs> the world. Yeah, the yeah world. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that isn't feminism. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. Uh, but is that you, you should be able to choose as much to be... I would like to be a mother and stay at home and look after my yeah. kids... Or choose to do the complete opposite of that and not do that yeah. and then be equal and valid choices yeah. that are accepted. Well, the key word is choice. You choice. should have – it's the right. same as with the gay marriage debate. It's like there's some gay people who don't think that gay, like marriage should exist at right. all or the gay people should want to become more like straight people. Right. But, you know – but it's nice to have the choice. Yeah, just give the it's choice. It's nice to not be told by it. society. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just want a fucking choice. Right. Yeah. Yeah, then I can say no. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> exactly. It's a stupid system. Yeah. Half of them don't work, exactly. you fucking idiots. But yeah, so it does get it does get a bit bogged down in kind of fighting each other and snake eating its tail kind of thing. But um, yeah. Yes. It's interesting. I just I do find that I, 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 it's, maybe it's just one of those periods where you see a little bit of that stuff happening, but it feels to me like at the moment, and maybe that's just because feminism is also trying to, you know, 
figure out figure out where it fits in in this sort of modern yeah. world and and you that people and a lot of people are making their own choices and I, I always find it weird when people who are clearly feminists don't want to refer to themselves yeah. as feminists. That's the weird one for me. Like where you'll see these big female role models who are clearly feminists yeah. because they do believe that they should be, you know, these superstars and that they should be able to do and that no man would, yeah, can tell yeah. them, like, you know, like, but then they won't say that they're a feminist. Yeah. It's because be- it's like someone like Kelly Clarkson will come out and say she's not a feminist. And I'm like, Kelly. Come on, Kelly. You're so you're a feminist. A feminist. <laughs> um, it's just this, it's just being scared of being like branded a humorless lesbian. Right. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> and as a humorous lesbian. As a humorous lesbian. Yeah. I'm like, I wish there was more <laughs> lesbians around. That's, if everyone who said they're feminist was a lesbian, that'd be great. But no. <laughs> It's not the case, I'm telling you now. Oh, so that's not the clue to the secret lesbians? No. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's a super, after our super Easter feminist club. Yeah. There's a code. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, what else have you been watching in the world of pop culture? What's uh, oh. taking your fancy? Um, <clears throat> well, I'm waiting for Veep to come back. Which... Ah, now, um, I'm a big fan of Veep as yeah. well. I find it's interesting to me that... Um, it doesn't – like House of Cards, which I also enjoy very much, but House of Cards gets a lot of, like, you know um, – I mean, everybody loves House of Cards. Yeah. But I think that Veep is, A, equally successful as a satire of politics, yeah. but B, is just fucking funny. It's so funny. Like, I it's love so it. well written. Yeah. It's so well performed, and it's genuinely Julie funny. Julie Louise-Dreyfus is just – Did you see that movie she made with uh, James Gandolfini? I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's really good. I – I'm going to say something that Uh-oh. is really fucking weird. But the more I think about it, the more I think it was possibly my favorite movie I saw last year. Oh, really? Like, it's such a simple yeah. little, like, it's it's just a kind of adult take on a, you know, on a kind of romance. Yeah. You know, a love, but it's so well acted. Yeah. The script is, like, genuine, it's original and it's flawed people and, you know, but mm-hmm. she... Like is just because you've you've if you've only ever seen her be like Elaine or even on Veep where it's still a big character yeah, yeah, to yeah. see the subtlety Subtle. that she can bring to her work when she's given that opportunity like man Amazing. so good um, and I've been watching speaking of girls there's people have been comparing them but it's um, Broad City oh have you heard now of that? I have um, haven't seen it yet but everybody yeah. I know. Um, so it's two uh, two girls, right? Mainly, right? Is it? Yeah. Like- they they started out doing web videos yeah. on YouTube, and Amy Poehler. That's right. Discovered them, and, and they're now yeah, executive and they're, producers. I read show. a big article about their show just recently, and yeah. everybody seems to be raving it's about it. Super funny. It is. It's really good. Um, also, set in New York, and it's kind of a. I guess it's sketch, kind of, but it's through line, like narrative story sketch, line. like yeah, it's, yeah, so, right. Um, but yeah, it's just. I am loving it. It's so funny. And it's very diverse. Like it's all the things – like people compare girls in it because it has women in it, which I hate. But it's, you know, (laughs) (laughs) which I'm doing. (laughs) I just don't like – you don't have to compare Sex and the City like to girls. You don't have to compare all shows that are about women to other shows about women. Like it just – No, but but also that's like me saying – Oh man, I watched QI the other night. There was five blokes on the panel, and then I watched the footy show. I mean, so they. Well, what's a footy show like? Oh, it's pretty much like QI. <laughs> yeah, it's five blokes sitting around a yeah. panel. So yeah. pretty They're much the same like, show. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's just it's. I just really like. Like, there's a lot of small moments in it that right. make me go back and rewatch it, which I don't generally do for com- like for anything really. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, that's good. Just, I'm glad to hear that's good. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah. Um, are you a fan of Parks and Rec? Do you ever um, watch Parks and Rec? I'm like the biggest Parks and Rec. Oh, you are. Okay, well, right. I do love it because I have. Like recently, I've spoken about this a couple of times on the podcast, but I I watched the first series, didn't quite grab gotta, me. you got to skip the first series. Right. That's my advice to everyone. Yeah. So somebody said that to me. They said, oh, well, don't worry. It gets heaps better. Yeah. And I was on a plane one day and I think I actually went back in at series three at that point and I've yeah. now since gone back. But, oh man, like that, I think that's about as funny as anything yeah. that's on TV at the moment. It's the best. I, it makes me laugh a lot. Yeah. It's excellent. Um, yeah. I always... I wrote a blog about it once about skipping the first six episodes because it is a really weird, like it's so different to what it became in the second series. Like they're just trying to figure it out because they were trying to go for like an office kind of 
vibe and it didn't work and so they kind of recalibrated it and it didn't quite gel with no. the because that and i think that's what didn't work for me as well is that they're big i mean they're again it's almost like a sketch show yeah like in that it isn't reality. No. These are big, massive comedy characters, yeah. but they've set it in a reality yeah. to to give it that kind of vibe. But man, like it just—I think it just must be so much fun to write for all those characters because oh, yeah. you do that sort of thing of just going, "Oh, he's, he's he'd be great for." Oh my god, they'd be great to write for. Like it's yeah, yeah it's well, really. Well, I watched funny a show. thing um, that through the Paley Center they do like it's like a T- Paley Fest and they do interviews with panels of the TV shows. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I watched Parks and Rec and I was talking about Nick Offerman who plays Ron Swanson. Oh, so funny. And how in the second series the writers all got on a bus and went to his wood shop because he actually does oh, all the stuff serious? that Nick Offerman does, and um, that's where that and he plays the saxophone like Duke Silver plays the saxophone like he does. They incorporate so much of, of the character them. into them, which is really cool. He is as funny a character that's on so TV. Good. Amazing. But yeah. And um, I've been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I don't oh, know I reckon that that's good too. Yeah. In fact, I, I, I much better than I thought, thought it would, would be. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just like, I know it's, I'm sounding like a broken record, but if I go into a show and it's got such a diverse cast, like right. it has three women and two, like two black guys, which... You hardly ever see like two lead black guys. It's always one. Right. Um, I think that was a mistake. <laughs> I was like, oh, hang on. So one of the guys was really racist, and he thought he'd only hide one. <laughs> but he had, so had two. He had two separate conversations. <laughs> it's like oh, you're, you're hired. Yeah, no, you talk. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's like oh, a shit. Seinfeld episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so George Costanza did the hiring for that show. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, well um, we should finish. It's, oh, okay. that, it's that time. We've oh, talked for 65 minutes. Oh. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Painless. Yeah. Uh, people can find you particularly on Twitter um, at Brocklesnitch. Spell that for people so that like, people who have not found oh, you before um, can find you. B-R-O-C-K-L-E. S N I T C H. Yep. You, 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 yeah, you did really. <laughs> I don't really. Your eyebrows say gave it. the international symbol for a question mark at the yeah, end of that. Something like that. Uh, where else can they find you on the internet and stuff like that? Um, probably just my podcast. Yes. Um, which is Bring a Plate. And what is that? Is it fortnightly? Is that what it is? It. Has, How often does it come out? Because I downloaded a bunch of episodes and then no more seems to download. Well, it, it, it was fortnightly, but then we did a small um, radio thing for 2SCR in Sydney that oh. went for five weeks oh, cool. during Mardi Gras. So we kind of took a hiatus, but it, we're recording again next week. And we just um, purchased Melissa Joan Hart's um, autobiography ah, to yes. talk about. So. Yeah, I have seen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, is it Peter? Who yeah, you, Peter Taggart. Uh, and yeah, I saw that he was uh, tweeting a few <laughs> things. Out of it's that amazing. The other day. So yeah, yeah. We're that. more of the pop culture side of things. If you want to check that out. Yeah, it's a really fun podcast. I've yeah. been. I was listening to it the other day. I was really enjoying it. So um, people should definitely check you out. Uh, I'm going to do my quick plugs because I'm guessing this will go up. Uh, Probably uh, Thursday this week. I always say things like that. And then it's like <laughs> six months later, people are like, you're a fucking idiot. Why do you even pretend? Um, Melbourne International Comedy Festival. That's where I am uh, at the moment. Uh, the first three nights may have already happened, but if not, they're cheap previews. The Tuesdays are cheaper shows as well. And the Sundays are early shows. So if nine o'clock at night is too late for you, which I know some people, there's a five o'clock matinee on a Sunday. So people do enjoy the five o'clock show. Some <laughs> of the country people come down from the country for the five o'clock show on a Sunday. It's uh, I'll also be doing set lists. My fan fiction comedy kids are there doing two weeks at the end of the festival. And I would encourage people to check out all the um, uh, – I please go and see the acts that come on the podcast because they always come on for free and they always, you know, give their time for free. So check out people like Lindsay Webb and Justin Hamilton and, uh, you know, Tom Gleason, all these uh, – Felicity Ward, um, who uh, I've been getting amazing feedback from the episodes that she's been on. She's doing a show at the Comedy Festival as well. So make sure that if you've heard someone on here and they're doing a show at the festival, go and check out their shows as well. I mean, come and see me first. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm here every week. Look after Ando. But after me, if you've still got some money left and you don't want to come and see me again – then maybe go and check out Felicity Ward. Uh, if you like the podcast, leave a, a rating on iTunes. Minneapolis, I'll be uh, in you at the Acme Comedy Club for a week after the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Then I'm going to Portland, Oregon for the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. They haven't sent me my actual dates for that. I don't know exactly what shows I'm doing, but I imagine if you're in Portland and you're listening to this, uh, you can find a Bridgetown Comedy uh, Festival guide or something like that, and you'll probably know more than I do about that. Uh, after that, I'll be back in Australia for the Sydney Comedy Festival. Those shows are almost sold out. 
out. So if you want to come and see me in Sydney in May, uh, you're going to have to get in quick for those. Uh, Beck, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you here. Thank you Thank for coming you on much. and doing the podcast.